0: Before we get started with this week's edition of the always pressing PGA DFS podcast, let me let you know that it's brought to you by Draft, draft Draft.com. Fantasy sports fans, listen up. Did you know that your chances of winning on Draft are 80% better than on salary cap sites? That's why you need to try Draft. No more getting crushed by the pros. More than 1 million people have already downloaded Draft. Playing a real live NBA, NFL, or for this podcast purpose, PGA Draft right now. Be done drafting in under five minutes and get paid out the day the tournament is done. The PGA version is great. You draft, you enjoy the four days, and you collect your money Sunday night. Drafts are filling every second so you can join them whenever you want. All new players, this is the catch. All new players, when they make their first deposit, get entry into a real money draft by using the promo code SDSPORTS. you got to use the promo code SDSPORTS to get that free entry. That's right. Playing a real money draft for free by using the promo code SDSPORTS. But it gets even better. For some crazy reason, you do not like Draft, they are offering a $100 money-back guarantee. Just search Draft in your app store or go to Draft.com and come play for free right now, but you have to use the promo code SDSPORTS. Void or prohibited must be 18 or older. See website for details. Offer must be redeemed within 14 days. Now, welcome to this week's edition of the Always Pressing PGA DFS Podcast. And welcome back to another edition of the always pressing PGA DFS podcast. Your first podcast of the 2018 year. We are back. Nice, nice to have a little week off. Uh, breaking down the Century Tournament of Champions at the Plantation Course at Kapalua. Before I get us started, or we get it started, let me introduce my other two co-hosts. As always, you can find them on Twitter at bp snow eleven bucks. How are we doing?
1: Doing great. Back for 2018. I'm ready.
0: Yep. Big big year ahead, and as always, our third part of the party. Find him on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods
2: Jesse. What's going on, man? Oh, nothing, man. Good to be here, Bubba. Get that excitement going for this week. It's Good be season. Yep. Big 34 you?
0: man field, no cut. I am great. I am great. Um, looking at this field, I can't wait to see how many people max enter the 150 entry thing. It's gonna be great. Absolutely <laughs> great. <laughs> raises Like, literally, I'm not a mathematician, so I didn't waste my time with it, but with 34 players, really, it's going to be so much overlap, it's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. like,
1: well, and the crazy thing is, is that the pricing, like, there's only, like, in my opinion, a couple legitimate options down low, and it, it forces you to go, like, yeah. 60% into one of those two options, and mm-hmm. so you're, re- you're really – banking on somebody, hoping to play somewhat decent.
0: Yeah, it's going to get pretty wild for sure. Well, without further ado, let's get into it. I mentioned it's at the Plantation Course at Kapalua. It's a 34-player field, no cuts in the event. Jesse, why don't you kick us off with some past event history?
2: Yeah, so this uh, tournament has been played um, in Hawaii at this golf course since 1999. Um, and so last year, Justin Thomas – Shot 22 under, beat Hideki by three shots. A uh, year before that, 2016, Jordan Spieth, 30 under par for four rounds um, to smoke the field by eight shots. And then Patrick Reed was your 2015 champion. Um, others include Zach Johnson, Dustin Johnson, Pete Tricker, and Jonathan Berg. So, um, but a lot of big names up there, especially recently. A lot, a lot of big names. Uh. To shot on this golf course yeah they say the uh the usual
0: suspects do pretty well here um i was reading up or listening somewhere first timers not the greatest success rate at this course and we have rom murray armor kazire cook Shafley, dechambeau Camp, smith Cantley, hadwin Swafford, west brian chappie and stroud are all first timers i'm not thinking they're all gonna suck but just something to keep in mind um Fox, what do you have for the course preview?
1: Yeah, I mean, just to touch on what what you were just mentioning about first timers. I mean, with the way this pricing is set up, it's impossible to avoid everybody that's a first timer. So, mm-hmm. and and I think that as the the tour and the quality of players improve and keep improving, that it I I know that there's going to be an advantage for the guys that have been there before, but honestly. The first timers that are there, the ones that you mentioned, are studs, and so I I will wait that a little bit, but not a ton. Um, exactly. But as far as the course goes, it's I mean it's played here, it's been playing here for years and years and years, and everybody knows about it. I mean, it's seventy five hundred yards, par seventy three, four par fives, um, three par threes, a bunch of par fours. Um, it's got – it's a, a billy goat golf course, man. You're, you're hiking all over the place, tons of undulation. Um, you get some crazy, crazy lies um, in the fairway, um, lies that you typically don't see every year. Um, a couple courses here and there. Augusta is one of them. Um, but the, the greens are generous. The fairways are huge. Um, you can really rip the ball all over the place here which is why the scores are so low, but the course is immaculate. Um, greens can be a little tricky, but overall, I mean, it's a score's paradise. So obviously with 34 guys and no cut, you're picking those guys. And we're going to touch on it here in a minute, but you're picking those guys that, um, they might have a tendency to blow up every now and then, but the ones that can really go low, um, There are some birdies, eagles are huge here, so um, it's going to be a really fun event.
0: Yeah, most definitely, like you stated, it's definitely a scoring course. Uh, A lot of low scores, as you both mentioned in your previews, and um, wide, wide fairways, so the bombers can bomb. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Usually, is it? um, My question is, before we get into strategy talk, do we get to see the um, the good old canoe flip again this year, or is it going to be a little more business as usual
1: (laughs) at Kapalua? I
0: don't know, man. It should be fun, I think. Okay. Um, I know we've talked about it many times on these no-cut events, and we even talked about it on our one of our off-season podcasts. Real quick, let's go around the horn and start with Jesse. What's kind of your strategy or approach this week on such a small field?
2: Yeah, um, I'm just not a fan of these no, no-cut 30-man fields. Um, so I won't play a whole heck of a lot. I'll only play large field GPPs. Throw some darts in there, see if something sticks. Um, But I'm definitely not playing a lot of money either. Um, For me, it's always just you got to have the winner on your you know on your team. And obviously, one in 34 chance is much easier, but still you're still one in 34. So picking that winner and being overweight on the winner is key. It's just not. I don't know. It's it's so tilting sometimes, so I, I tend to just kind of lay back, and it's hard to do, especially with golf coming back, because it's so, super exciting, but uh, I'll chill this week, and uh, just throw some darts at some GPPs, play the all the leagues that we're in now, um, and, uh, and rock it out.
0: Sweet, sweet. Uh, Buck, what's your game plan?
1: Yeah, I mean, you guys know that historically, um, throwing probably three lineups into the 333, and a couple of the other big GPPs, um, but like Jesse mentioned, with this being 34-man field, no cut event, I, I'm not confident in only creating three lineups and having any sort of uh, um, hope that, put it this way, when doing all the research and coming up with um, looking at the stats in recent form, that kind of thing there wasn't like a clear one or two guys that I was like all in on. And so I I can't just make three lineups and build around two or three guys because it's anybody's ballgame here. Um, So I am throwing 100 lineups in the $7 instead of three in the 333. And uh, just going to have a sweat. There's (laughs) There's literally like six guys in the entire field I didn't have a piece of. And so, as long as one of those six guys
2: don't win, I'll have some
0: sort of sweat on Sunday. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Well, they obviously they are, they all are winners. That's why they're here. So they all can, they well, all yeah. can pull, they all can pull it off. Um, I, I'm just playing a, a single, maybe a, a, a three max. I'm gonna wait till the Sony next weekend when business gets popping for us. And we really get to we really get to go at it. I'll um, I'll sweat and cuss at NBA most likely and go from there.
2: What? <laughs> wow. um, what's your what's your highest percent? Percentage on player bucks, and there's 100 lineups. If you made 100, like, do you have one guy that's 60 as your as your top? Or yes,
1: yeah, so I, I have a couple guys. Um, I have three guys that, well, four guys that are higher than anybody else. That and that would be <clears> Rom, <throat> uh, Pat Perez, Kisner, and. Who the other one is. Maybe Justin Thomas. Um, but outside of that, actually, you know, so my highest-owned guy this week is probably going to be Ryan Arbor. Yeah. Just because I have to have somebody down there to get a bunch of these other guys. Um, and so him and Grayson and Murray are the two guys that I like down low. So I, I have a bunch of both of them. Um, I just hope that one of them hits. I think I have, like, 40% Murray, 40%. Um, Ryan Armour. So I need one of those guys to show up and play well.
2: Like top fifteen. With, with yeah, they
1: all
2: probably. Yep. Be big. All right. Before we get into the picks, let's
0: talk about some key stats we're looking at. I'm looking at uh, basically scores. I'm looking at birdie, birdie or better. Give me, you know, approach within 150, <laughs> 130 type stuff because a lot of the between the undulations and, and sizes you said, uh, you were talking about bucks. A lot of the approach dots into the greener. Relatively simple for these boys and uh, slow greens and whatnot. Give me the uh, score, score, scores as we talk about every time for these tournaments. That's why JT is always a popular play in these type of events. Jesse, what are you looking at on your um, your key your key stats?
2: Yeah, the, the big issue with like this week is most of these guys haven't played in a month or six weeks or two months, and so looking at like recent form is like your relative recent form within the last two months, you know, I mean, obviously a lot can change, uh, not necessarily the person's swing, but in a person's head in those two months. So it's super sketch. I use a lot more long-term over the last year type of uh, stats, but I'm just big on driving distance screens and regulation. um, And like you said, birdie score. I mean, it's, it's, it's gonna be a birdie fest dudes are bombing it out there the fairways are wide the greens are huge um, which can kind of skew the the greens regulation but either way um, and then also throwing in some putting um you know bucks talked about it before putting is pretty large here so those are my four main ones what about
1: you bucks yeah for me I mean I, I pretty much have the same core for all no cut events and that's well most events in general but especially no cut events and that's points scored birdies bogey avoidance um and then aimed t to green and approach are, are huge and then the, the one that i typically don't have here uh, because it, it can be so streaky but the one that i do have here is uh, strokes game putting Um, Just because these greens can be tricky, um, they're pretty undulating uh, on Bermuda. And so I I filtered, when I created all my lineups, I had created 50 based on my stats that I typically would use, like the points, the birdies, the bogey avoidance, T to green, and approach. And then I created another 50, including on Bermuda last year. Uh, 12, 12 rounds, and so I, I did a little mix there, but I do think that, um, that the guys that putt well uh, historically on Bermuda have a, a greater chance of success here.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, let's get into the, what everybody is waiting for, the DraftKings picks. We'll kick it off at the 10K and above range. for four golfers. We got JT at 11-1, Spieth at 10-9, Fowler at 10-5, DJ at ten three. Who are you looking at, Jesse?
2: Yeah, the, I mean, you know, 34-man field, you can make a case for every single one of these guys because they are pretty much the best in the world as far as, you know, they are what they are. I mean, you know, when you talk about Hideki and Jordan and Justin, I mean, they're, they're all just about as good as you can possibly get. So the one guy I want up here, and the reason is the price, and I think he'll be popular, but, I mean, I'm willing to take a chance on it is Dustin Johnson at 10,300. Um over on FanDuel he is 12,500. Um, so a pretty big discount on DraftKings uh, with Dustin Johnson. Um, so that reason I like him a lot more on DraftKings. Uh, if you're playing both, I don't know that I would pay pay up for Dustin at at 125 on on FanDuel, but either way DraftKings to Dustin Johnson course history is just insane. Um one here like i said before back in 2013 a but uh, since then he's sixth tenth and sixth so it's there still number one player in the world um, they'll take the price discount there just for that just for pretty much pure price reasons over the other four, or the other yeah the other three sorry what about you bucks
1: yeah, I, I agree with Jesse. I like Dustin Johnson from a price perspective. Um, I really like Justin Thomas in no-cut events in general. Um, it seems to suit his game. He doesn't care about the cut, um, so he just fires away. Um, but for 800 bucks cheaper, you can get Dustin Johnson who, on a course where he doesn't have to really worry too, too much about keeping it in play, and he's just going to rip it all day, I'll take that 10 times out of 10, really. Um, so I love Dustin Johnson here. Um, he would be my number one option of these four. My second would be Jordan Spieth, <clears throat> purely because the dude is so good um, into the green and putting. And if he heats up on the putter, I I don't know if anybody can touch him here um, if he starts getting that putter rolling. So uh, I really like Dustin
0: Johnson, though. And then Jordan Spieth, then Thomas, and Fowler. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you guys. I'm all in on Dustin Johnson at 10-3. I think it's a phenomenal price for a guy that's going to – that should knock on wood be there in the end. If this putter gets working, we know he's going to – he could put up 25 under. So he could go crazy at this course. Uh, so I like DJ a ton. If I have to pick one other in the group, I'm going Jordan Spieth. Um, he's the shortest hitter out of before, and that might – Steer some people off, actually, but I, I do like him for just a couple hundred cheaper than JT. Um, Speed's putter was a little off this past year compared to normal times. If he can get it going, I like it a lot. We know he has played well here before. Um, he won it two years ago. He's finished second in T3. So it's three appearances here. He's been no worse than T3. So I like Speed quite a bit at that price tag where most, I think, if they're going to pay up, they'll go all the way to JT. And I actually, I feel Speed will get very overlooked in this. Uh, a event, so I have no problem with Jordan
2: Spieth in this one. It's interesting because the, the the top four on on Share, well, I guess they're the top four. It's kind of weird that the way they got this, but anyways, they've uh, the top four tags. Oh yeah, top four tags on Fan Share. Yeah. these four golfers. Um, they yes. don't all have start set ratings, you know, 100%. But they're getting talked about a lot for obvious reasons.
0: So. Yeah, Spieth, DJ, Fowler, Thomas. Yeah, they're all top four, all right. and then it gets interesting.
2: You know, pick your pick your poison with with these four. Uh, it's not a bad idea if you're playing multiple lineups like Buck was talking about. You have 100 lineups to get exposure to all four. You know, so I'm sure you boom with 100, get all four in there, don't you, Bucks?
1: Yeah, yeah. So I made 50 that have literally a <clears throat> uh, uh, probably 15 to 20 percent of each of the top five guys. And then I made fifty where I completely faded the top four. Just as a separator. Oh,
0: I like it. I get it. I get it. But uh, we're gonna to try to mention FanDuel a little more this season. So as Jesse mentioned, yeah, sure. one of the one of the big differentia- differentials there is the top four and Fanduel are still those big four, but like Jesse said, Dustin's the top priced guy this week. Then it goes speath Thomas Fowler. So it is a little different, but they're only 500 bucks apart. They're, they're real tight on FanDuel. We're usually, usually, in, and you could still do it with the rest of the names, but weekly on FanDuel, the pricing can be super soft and you can play almost anybody you want over there. So keep it on. That's why we're going to kind of just steer you that way. We're going to focus on DK, but kind of give you a heads up over there as well. Maybe their tournaments will be worth playing more one of these days. Hey, go win a Bitcoin. Um, <laughs> never, yes. Yes. All right, let's get into the 9,000s. We've got four more players on tap. we got Hideki Matsuyama, Jean-Rom, who has been – his name has been everywhere this week and rightfully so. you got Big Brooks Kopka and Mark Leishman rounding it out at 9,000. Bucks, kick us off in the 9Ks.
1: Yeah, as I mentioned before, Rom is um, probably my highest-owned guy this week. Uh, again, he <clears throat> is a bomber. He can score – um, when he's hot, he's probably scoring as good, if not better, than anybody else on tour. And so I like him here. Um, it, hit, it is his first time here, and so that's the only reason I wasn't like all in on him, uh, just because he's going to have to deal with some of this new wind. Um, but as a guy that's played um, out west and over in Europe, he can handle the wind. He has a really, really boring ball flight. So I do like Rom a ton this week. I love Kepka this week as well. He is in the top five in four of my seven stat categories. So he's huge. And when he last played here, I think he's played here once, and he came in third, I believe, in a one appearance, and that was as a first-timer. So uh, he seems to like the course, seems to fit his eye, and he's another guy that just loves to vomit. So... Love Kepka, love <clears> Rom. <throat> uh, the only other guy, I mean, I guess there's only four guys here, but I, I do like Leishman a little bit, but what worries me is his stats from uh, approach and putting. So mm-hmm. I own probably 15%, 10% of Leishman, something like that, but John Rom, and Kepka are the two big ones. Matsuyama, it scares me, but I, I've, I only have like 10% of them. And he's another one of those guys that when he gets hot, and he's typically pretty hot in the early part of the season, um, he can really, really get going. But Rahm and Kepka are my two targets out of the four in the 9K range.
0: I like it. I like it. Uh, Jesse, what are you looking at here?
2: Yeah, um, still thinking about that Bitcoin comment. Uh, That's pretty good. Um John Ross- <laughs> Don Rahm, uh, I, you know, he's, he won his last time out. Uh, he's in really good form. He played more recently than a lot of these guys, except for Leishman. I do like Leishman um, as much, if not more, than Rahm. He, he got he came in fourth at the Australian Open um, and then second, two tournaments before that, the CJ Cup, squeezed in a 38th in between there. So pretty good form coming in, uh, that price at 9000 given – Kind of the names around him, and I think he'll be overlooked. Good win player. Um, I just, you know, he's also Australian, so he's kind of used to playing in the, uh, the kind of island type of places, maybe. I don't, I'm just trying, I'm, I'm pulling at strings here at this point, but I like Leishman and Rom.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm with you there. I'm with, I'm with you guys. Rahm is a, a great player. He's one of those guys we mentioned a lot last year when we were speculating about first time guys at courses. It never affected him, or rarely. I never, might be, rarely affected
2: him. Yeah. So you.
0: Rahm at 95, I got no problem with. He's playing so well when he's back over on the European tour for a while, just torching places. So I'm a big fan of his game. Uh, you can look at um, Kopka for sure. I think he'll go way overlooked. Like you mentioned, Bucks, he got that top three two years ago. Yeah. So we know he can enjoy courses just like his white fairways. Does that make Aaron Hills ring a bell anyone? Like that's wheelhouse. Um, and then I do like the leashman play just because we know how well he can play when he's on, and he will go pretty well overlooked, I feel, in this one. Um, you know, technically, he's still sixth on fan share, but uh, I don't think he'll be as high as that come come go time. Again, only 34 people. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's get into the 8K range where we have six golfers to choose from. we got Harmon, Cantlay. Every, everyone's going to have Cantley. Xander, Kisner, Berger, Pat Perez. I'll kick us off here. Um, Cantlay, he will be the chalk, and rightfully so. I think we've drilled about him enough. So I won't go any farther with that one. It is obviously his first time here. But pretty much any time is not going to be in the five-digit range, I will probably be playing Cantlay. Let's just put it that way. And I'll probably still think about him in the five-digit range. So Cantlay is in play at um, 8,600. Kisner is a nice play at 84, reasonably priced. He's coming in with a T12, T4, T3. Obviously, he has laid off, but he, he finished the year very, very strong. He's played here one other time. Two years ago, he finished ninth. And all of his stats, his T degree and his putting, his proximities, everything lines up very, very well. For 8400 bucks, Kis is a very nice play. Um, and then last but not least, this price stood out to me. Like, what the heck is going on? No respect for our flat build friend, Pat Perez. At $8,000, he was T3 here last year, um, had an amazing 2017 overall, finished well over in Asia. He's had some time off to enjoy New Year's with his bombshell. Imagine her running around Hawaii while he's playing golf. God bless that man. So give me some Pat Perez at $8,000. I think he's going to have a field day this year, going to have a huge year, and I will play him at $8,000 all day long. <clears throat> Jesse, what are you liking here?
2: Yeah, I'm with you on the the whole – like so for – there's three guys in this that are like first time starters. Well, no, there's not three that, that are first time starters that I like. But either way, the three that are up top here that are first time starters: Rom, Cantlay, and Shawflay. To me, they're like I don't even worry about the fact because you know we were talking about that all last year. All oh, first time ever playing here. What's he gonna do? Well, Xander won uh, his first time ever at East Lake. That's pretty good. Um, Cantlay played strong all year, and Rom won you know once or twice last year too. So and, and just played. Lights out just about everywhere he went as well when he wasn't getting mad at himself for whatever reason. So, um, but Cantlay and Shawflay are my two here. Cantlay obvious reasons. What's curious about Cantlay for me though is he's, he's tied 14th right now on um, in the mentions on fan share. I expected him to be much higher, but for some reason uh, he's he's you know mid pack there, and Cam Smith has got more mentions than him. Kind of confusing me either way. Uh, Oh, I can't like, especially if he's going to be mid pack. So if he's, you know, if you can get him twenty to thirty percent on him instead of fifty to sixty percent, I think that's really good. Shawflay, is just, you know, just playing really well. Um, I'll have plenty of him as well. Like I said, not worried about the first time deal. He didn't play great in this uh, fall swing or whatever, but you know, it's it's wide open. He's a bomber. He just reminds me so much of uh, Justin Thomas last year. I think. This is going to be an insane year for Xander, Um, and if I ever have a child, he's going to be also named Xander. So, (laughs) but yeah, and you know, he's got he's even better priced on Fanduel at eight thousand seven hundred. Little guys like Henley and Adwin, so I'm playing on Fanduel. I'm going to get a lot of him as well over there. What about you, Bucks?
1: Yeah, I love this range. Um, It's my favorite of all of the ranges, and that includes the top four guys. So um, I would say, I mean, if if you can literally make a case for any of these guys, I mean, Harmon, Can'tley, Xander, Kiz, Berger, Perez, they're all studs. I mean, everybody in the the field, I guess, are are pretty much studs. But if I had to roll the dice and – uh, bet on a few of these guys. Cantley and Harmon would be up there for me. Um, and then obviously uh, Pat Perez, <clears throat> who we've been on for months and months and months and months, seem, seemingly all last year. Um, so I love those three. But my number one pick in this range would be Kisner. Uh, I love the way he is playing right now. He sets up well with my model. Um, and I'm hoping hoping that he goes a little under-owned with all the studs around him. So uh, I'll be uh, playing kids more than uh, just about anybody. The lowest owned guy that I have in this uh, grouping here is going to be Daniel Berger.
0: Yeah, no, no, that's a good segue to what I was going to ask here on FanDuel – in the $10,000 range, there's only three guys. It's Kisner, then Burger, then Leishman. Burger's 10 3. He gets quite the bump. Uh, I guess technically Kisner does as well, but uh, Kisner, I, I can understand at least. Burger gets quite the bump. Could you see yourselves playing Burger at 10 3 on FanDuel? No. no. Xander won't play him either. Yeah. Xander. they will be lucky not to withdraw. I'll be lucky not because, like, over on FanDuel, you got yeah, Perez and Cantley 94 and 93, which I think is very good. Shoffley's all the way down to 87 on FanDuel, so lot, a yeah. lot, like, lot to like there. Um, and I have a good feeling Cantley's uh continuous cut streak stays intact this week, so that's a good thing.
2: Cantley, Shoffley, Perez on FanDuel, those are actually good value, great value given his above him above them.
0: All right, let's head into the $7,000 range. Eight players this week. It's not the biggest range for once, which is really nice. We got Henley, Chappie, Cam Smith. Everyone's darling this week, it sounds like. Uh, Steele, Kazire, Duffner, Cook, and Bryson, D.
2: Chambeau. Jesse, kick us off in the sevens. Yeah, man, this is just a rough range, really. Um, I'm I'm a fan of Brendan Steele this week. Uh, Finished sixth here last year. Um, coming off a thirteenth and a win at the Safeway, did he he won the Safeway this past year? Back to back. Yep. I must have been on drugs or something. I do not remember that. Um, pretty sure team I team called team. that. I called that one, by the way. He's a early season guy, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, dude. I I don't know what I was doing. Open enrollment was kicking my ass. Um, <laughs> so Brendan Steele, uh, I like him a lot. Um, I've. I would I will be overweight on him. I think he's really in a good spot there at 7,400. Um, if the putter gets going, then he's liable to to get a, a, a he's liable to top ten I think maybe potentially top five. Got the uh, wedge game um, and he's he's decently you know, he's decent as far as length goes. So I like him there. I think Duffner's interesting um, at 72. I've heard a lot of talk about Henley. I don't know about him. Chapel. I don't know why everybody's on Cam Smith. Maybe you guys can enlighten me on that. Other than he's good. I guess he's coming off a win. He's coming off a win, a third, and a fifth.
1: The Golden wow. Cherub. Wow. You know? Oh yeah.
2: How about the Golden Cherub. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but I'm not on Cam Smith. Um, he is way <laughs> up there in fan tag. So i do, do you want me to?
0: Do you want me to tell you why he's high on the fan share list? Yeah, there's a, certain, there's a certain podcaster by the last name Mayo that's high on him this week.
2: Uh, mm. Yes.
0: The old Patty, Patty Mayo bump. Yes. I
2: got you. Yeah. Makes sense.
0: What are you looking at on this one on Bucks?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, there's uh, a few guys here that are like, I'm glad Jesse mentioned Brendan Steele. Um, I, I'm a big fan of his this week. I, I think that he'll be under-owned. Um, but he pops on my model, and I really like the way that he plays early in the season. Um, interesting thing about Jason Duffner is what his price is over on um, FanDuel. Mm-hmm. Duffner is 9700 bucks on FanDuel, and he is super discounted on DraftKings. I personally would say that his price on DraftKings is more in line with what I would have guessed, um, mainly because I don't trust his putter and he honestly doesn't, he's, he's a, he's one of those guys that I love on courses where I have to have somebody make the cut and it's pretty tough course and they're going to make a bunch of pars. Um, but I I don't rely on him to just go out and make seven birdies, eight birdies around and go low. So I'm avoiding him for the most part. um, but the, the main guys in this range that I really like are Steele, uh, Kazir. I have a little bit of DeChambeau and a little bit of Cook. I, I wasn't a huge fan of Cook going into this week, but did some research on him. He's been playing really well, um, and his stats pop off the charts. So there's only a couple of these guys that I'm looking at. Um Last two things I'll note. I think it might have been Mayo. So, somebody tweeted out earlier that the last like five winners have only one have has come below seventy four hundred bucks on DraftKings or something.
0: Yeah, two of the high uh, price guys.
1: Yeah, um, and the last I think five or six winners are also American. So keep that in mind as well.
0: Interesting stat there. All right, yeah, in the seven k range, I don't mind Cam Smith at seventy six hundred. I see the appeal there for the price. One of those guys that could just torch a course if he gets it going. He's in that form at the moment. Um, but one of my favorite guys, you guys have nailed him, and we're gonna, I am going to talk about him a lot later. Is Brandon Steele at seventy four hundred bucks? Absolutely love him this week. You guys mentioned he's an early season guy. He's a West Coast player. Um, I know it's a small sample size, but he played almost all those early events in eighteen. He's first off the touch uh, strokes gained off the tee, fourth approach to green. He's uh, first in strokes gained tee to green, overall strokes gained. Driving distance, he's fourth. He is locked in right now. Hopefully the break didn't do him wrong. He's very, very much locked in, and he's coming in off the T6 here last year, T13 at the CIMB. He won the Safeway, playing very, very, very good golf. I like <laughs> Brendan Steele a ton this week at 7,400 bucks. He will be one of my core players for sure. Um, and the other one you mentioned, it is uh, Duffner at 72. On FanDuel, like you said, his price is pretty steep at 97. Yeah. On DraftKings at 72, he's definitely a guy you could put in your lineup. Um, if this was a cut event, I'd love that price even more because I have confidence in Duff making cuts. But um, he's got a T21, a fifth, and a T18 in his three trips here. So he's done pretty – he's give me a top 20 at 72, I'll take it, preferably higher. But played really well at this course, and he's one of those guys that can um, get on and putt okay at times. So I don't mind the uh, Duffner at all at 72. When you look over at Fandle, though, it gets interesting. You mentioned his price, but I've, like, steeled up to 9,000, which I still think is not bad on Fandle. I-, I can deal with that. The one that really stands out to me is Cam Smith down to 8,200. A lot more like You can really get behind that on, on, on FanDuel at 8,200. That's a pretty sweet price tag, especially with that picture they have of him. It's, that's outstanding. <laughs> I didn't see so,
2: that, picture, but yeah. that seems more fair in that in that range, the guys that are around
0: him. Yeah, the guys that are around him, he definitely sits in there real nicely so I can get behind that at
2: yeah, I, I could see that. I would rather have him on FanDuel.
0: Let's go to the 6K range, the final 12 golfers. you got Hudson Swafford, Stanley, Siwoo Kim, Hadwin, Horschel, Vegas, Grayson Murray, Blix, Stroud, Wesley Bryan, Armour, and D.A. points at a nice, healthy $6,000. Buck, kick us off in the 6Ks.
1: Yeah, I mean, this this is a range that I'm largely trying to avoid, Um, not because these guys can't play, just because I know that historically this range doesn't fare as well here. Uh, but like I mentioned, if you want, with it being such a limited field, if you want to get a couple big guys um, above, let's just say seventy five hundred bucks, you have to go down here with at least one guy. Um, <clears throat> so in this six k range, I do like a few options as like a flyer. Siwoo, I like, but he worries me. I mean, he plays what was what he? He finishes half his events, maybe before Mm -hmm. DQing, something like that, or withdrawing, I mean, Um, but I do like the way he has been playing when he plays. Grayson Murray and Ryan Armour, the two that stand out to me down here, Um, Ryan Armour pops as number one in my model for some reason. I mean, he he played really, really well for a bunch of weeks there, so I like it, and he's kind of free-rolling here, obviously, so um he's gonna be a guy that I have that allows me to pay up for a bunch of other guys. Grayson Murray, same thing. Um and I do have a sprinkling of like Wesley Brian, uh Jonathan Vegas, um and Blix, although I have like literally like Vegas and Blix in like one lineup, Wesley in like three. Um and like I said, I have like forty percent armor, forty percent Murray, um, and that's it.
0: How about you, Jesse?
2: Yeah, it's I don't know. The only two I can really get behind here, um, just because I I have a kind of a weird uh, crush on Hudson Swalford, so I just feel like every time that he plays, I have to play him. Um, You're gonna go there. (laughs) He's actually played. He played all right during the fall swing. He's a bomber. If the putter gets going, you know, you never know, um, which is the case with a lot of these guys, but especially with Kyle Stanley. I like Kyle Stanley at this price. Um, it's not his first time here. He did play here in 2013. Uh, so he's a returner. He did finish last or close to last, 30th, 2013. But either way, he's a ball striker extraordinaire. So we know that if he can put halfway decent, um, he will be uh, in the mix or he can be in the mix. So I'll, those are the two I like down here. The other ones, I mean, I just, I don't know, I can't get behind. Hardly anybody, maybe Vegas, maybe some Murray, Um, but it's tough. I mean, it's really tough. And and in order to really do the stars and scrubs and leave some money on the table, you've got to, uh, you know, take some guys down here, at least one or two, um, and it kind of gets uncomfortable. So I'm not a huge fan, but those are the two that I like the most.
0: Yep. Uh, I can go with Stanley at 68 and Swafford at 69. I don't mind either one of those. But uh, going lower – I agree with the armor call bucks that he's there. And then Murray, I like a ton at 6,400. Uh, we saw he actually got his stuff together towards the end there and played really, really well. The only other guy that was not mentioned that I am looking at quite a bit this week would be Wesley Bryan, who um, his approach game is one of the better ones on tour with wider fairways that might help him stay and play a lot better. So I like his chance to be down there at 6,200. He's just a hundred more than armor, basically the third lowest price guy on the board. So Wesley Bryan at 62, he'd probably be popular because of that price tag, but could definitely help open up some things on the price game. Uh, looking over at FanDuel, I don't know how had one to 8,800 bucks. That one blows my mind. But the Austin Cook, 79, and Grayson Murray at 8,000. I like both of those quite a bit. You got Swafford at 76, definitely in play there. And then, like, Wesley Bryan at 73, pretty solid stuff. You got your armor at 7K, like you mentioned, bucks. So the lower range, there's a lot of firepower. That yeah. I feel – I feel a little more comfortable with some of the lower range players on FanDuel than I do on DraftKings, if that makes any sense. Um, you guys got any other thoughts on FanDuel before we wrap up the picks?
2: Yeah, I mean, on on especially down there in that bottom range, Jonas Blix at Stone the minimum, two-time starter here, uh, 22nd and 18th. I think he could be worth a dart um, over there, you know, more so than DraftKings. And, I mean, other than that, man, this is that's just a tough range down there. Um, I don't know. It's it's weird. So, yeah. Yeah, what
1: about guys, you, Bucks? I like both, honestly. I hate 30. Um, I think it's pretty fair pricing all around. There are a couple pretty big discrepancies between DraftKings and FanDuel, but that happens every week. Um, I think both priced really well this week, to be honest with you. But it's thirty-four guys, so. Mm-hmm. You yeah. um, but I, I think it's going to be a good week. I think you see a lot of, like, Grayson Murray and Ryan Armour and a couple of those guys just because people want to get a couple of those big names that always play well here.
0: And then one other thing I want to mention on FanDuel, they have the big O for out next to Billy Ho's name. Yep. He's actually in right now. He withdrew on his last tournament with his shoulder injury but not or two tournaments ago because he played in that uh, group tournament a few weeks back, played okay. So rumors have it he's going to be just fine. He's, he's in Hawaii. He's supposed to play. So just plan on him playing, but know there's a risk of that shoulder injury. But right now all reports say he's good to go. So don't want to scare you off if, if you do like him. Um, keep that in mind. One last thing before we get into the plays, um, just so those that know, we have been referencing Fanshare they do charge now. They are $7.20 a month if you get it before the end of January for their FanShare Pro, which is still cheaper than most plays there. So uh, we'll keep mentioning it on the podcast. But if you guys want your own access, it is not all free anymore, but it's still a great, great service. So go check them out at FanShare. No, I'm not getting any kickback from that. just wanted to mention it. <laughs> um, just throwing it out there to you. Um, all right, let's get into the fades of the week. Jesse, who is the one guy, let's say 9K or above, you will not play at all?
2: Ooh, 9K or above. 9K it's tough, it's tough. tough. Uh, I'll go Hideki. I
1: just, I don't know. It's, it's
2: easy for me, usually.
0: Now, Buck, since you have 100 lineups, who's the one you're using the least?
1: Hideki, for sure.
0: Yeah, Hideki's mine as well. And I know some people might think we're crazy because you know he finished second here last year. He's so great, blah blah blah. He's got a second and a top three in his two appearances here. He's come in three top fives of his last four. Sure, yeah. I'm not a Hideki guy. Everybody should know that. That's listening to this by now. I can't back him at all.
2: You guys any know guy, Any guy that throws his club when he puts it within five feet, I don't want. I don't want nothing to do with. Our listeners should probably just all go mortgage our house on Hideki because he's probably going to win
1: that.
2: <laughs> we all agree on that.
1: I mean, yeah. I have some of them, but out of those top guys, he is by far my lowest guy. Well, that, that,
0: that's why I asked who's your lowest, because you're going to have a piece of everybody in a 34-man field. Yeah. <laughs> There's no avoiding right. that. Um, all right, we'll start with Jesse, then Bucks. Give me your core two or three guys you're going to have pretty much the main focus
2: on.
1: Um, oh,
2: go ahead, Bucks. No, you're good. Go ahead.
1: I think uh, for me it's going to be uh, Rahman Kisner. Those will be my two and then like I mentioned I have a ton of armor and Murray just because I have to.
0: But you Jesse? Uh,
2: for me steel, shawfle um, and, and probably either Leishman or Cantley. Yeah.
0: I'm gonna go I'll be hundred percent steel and then Perez and Cantley, and hundred percent doesn't mean much when you have one to three lineups, but <laughs> I will. Have, I will have steel everywhere, but Perez and Cantley would be my other two to go in that combo core. That the core system for me worked really well towards the end of last year. So I'm hoping that continues as we get going and cut events. All right, gentlemen, who are your winners this week? Bucks.
1: I'm going John Rom.
0: John Rom at twelve to one. Jesse. Xander. Xander at twenty five to one. And I am going Brendan Steele at 51, taking the trophy home. I like it. That's my guy. I hope you're right. <laughs> that is my guy right there. All right, that wraps up the first event of 2018. Any final words, gentlemen?
1: Yeah, man, it's going to be an awesome year. A ton of good golf Tigers back. I mean, it's going to be awesome. Can't wait.
0: Bucks. Oh, Bucks has the oh. – jesse he's got the Tiger shirt. t that is outstanding. Oh,
1: shout out to Snell Golf for coming out with two new golf balls in their MTB line.
2: Yes, a red and a black. I can't wait to play those. It's going to be super interesting to play those golf balls. I'm looking yeah, forward to them.
1: I would assume that it's going to be similar to the regular and the X. Yeah. How that's designed. But we'll see. I'm looking forward to seeing their, uh, their promotions on
2: them. They're starting on the 15th. Fifteen. Yeah. Anything else, Jesse? That's it. Leave some money on the table on your rosters if you're playing large field GPPs. Um. Good luck, man. It's gonna be a great golf season. I'm, I'm pretty excited about it, especially next week when we actually have a cut and we got some normal golf. So.
0: Yep. Yeah, we'll get we'll get the cut at Sony. We got the uh, 34 men this week. I uh, remember Fandle, DraftKings. DraftKings got the good tournaments. You also got Draft is back with golf as well. Fun stuff there. Three, five-man tournaments. Check that out. If you're a first-time uh, depositor, SD Sports promo code gets you in a free $3 tournament. Just throwing it out there to you. <laughs> so go check that one out. But uh, until next week, this was the Century Tournament of Champion Preview. Always pressing PGA DFS podcast. Catch you guys later.